0: Hi, I'm Richie McKay. And I'm Daley Old and you are listening to the One Bias Podcast.
1: And as a Brucey bonus, here is a preview of the forthcoming UK Auburn.
0: On dear. show, we've got Mr. Parkinson and Mr. Gill, namely Jason and Martin from the WBT. Uh, we've got the UK Open happening at Stanley Indoor Bowling Club at the end of March, so we're doing a little bit of a preview show. And who better to have on than the uh, the two guys who's going to be running about left, right, and center on the day to make sure it goes smoothly? Welcome to the show, Martin and Jason.
2: Yeah, cheers very much, Davey. Nice to be on for
3: the first time. Great to have you. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's a podcast virgin, isn't he? Wow. Oh,
0: it's, one, it's W, W. Virgin and a veteran we've got today. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a bit harsh. So, let's get straight into it then, looking from the outside. What a fantastic, positive response you've had for entries to the competition.
2: Yeah, it's been really good, Davy, really. Um, you know, we've got four overseas countries have accepted their invite, uh, which makes it a universal uh, universal championships as well as having the opportunity to have 11 qualifiers from the UK and the PBA members have really, really supported that. The three days prior to actually UK Open with the qualifiers will be a great event and there's some fantastic bowlers coming up.
3: Yeah, I think like like Martin just says there, just to add, you know, when you when you look at it um, kind of like late in the day, you know, it's, it's great that people are actually showing an interest in not only are we trying to move things forward, that we're actually trying to, Listen to what people want and actually you know actually try something. you can only keep trying things, can't you? You know sometimes you know you, you try something and you might need to make a, a little bit of a, a change at the end of it, but we've given it a go we've been listening here we are, you know, just literally just a couple of weeks away, and everything's in place thank goodness
0: we've we've been asking and asking and asking and asking and asking for years and years and years for something different. The situation that it currently is at the moment with the, the competitions that are available is not enough in, in the real world to run a ranking list, um, if, we're, if we're completely honest. So if you can, if you don't try this thing, yes, it's been short notice. Yes, there may be things go wrong. But I think there'll be a heck of a lot of things go really, really right because from the outside, things are looking great. But if you don't try these things and learn from them and build from them, you're never, ever going to attract more and more potential sponsors for the future or introduce more competitions going forward
2: yeah i completely agree with that um it's it's been difficult last few years we've lost a couple of events due to covid uh, and uh, venues closing down really trying to find new places stanley's an ideal venue that we can use uh it's got probably one of the best carpets in the uk We've got the opportunity to to have a stand down a one side, permanent stand, where hopefully we'll be able to attract quite a lot of local supporters coming in. Be nice to see the place rocking throughout the day. As I say, we've got um, we've got sixteen out of the top seventeen um, WBT ranked bowlers being there, so it should be a really really
1: good event. Have you had any dropouts in
3: the qualifiers? Uh, yeah, we we kind of capped it at one hundred and twenty-two with us having to build the set, if you wish, early on. Stanley has got seven rinks, as it is at the moment. For the qualifiers, we turn that into six rinks. For the main event, we turn the six rinks into four rinks, obviously slightly wider than what they normally are. Uh, So we had 122. Obviously, we're fully aware that there's various things going on in people's lives. There's some English nationals going on at the moment. We did try and look at the dates and try and maximise where we're not having all these kind of like crossovers, if you wish, Obviously, with nationals, they obviously last an awful lot longer than, than our events. What we didn't want to do is kind of like end up in the singles, for example, trying to say to people, right, you're either playing this or you're playing that. That's not what we want to do. So, yeah, people are qualifying in various different things. If family pairs is going on, for example, you know, it's great to win a national title, you know, but winning it with a family member must be quite special. So, yeah, we had 122. We've had roughly about 10 or 11 drop out for one thing or another, uh, which I always expect that. And that's been not just for this event, that's been the same for every single qualifier that we've run this season, you know, out of all eight qualifiers. Filled every single spot and I've uh, got someone on the waiting list as well uh, for the, one of the days. So yeah, it's been a great uptake. Again, it just shows you how we listened. When we first went for the qualifiers, it was originally planned to be slightly different. We listened to the feedback, uh, we took that on board. And we made the, the change very quickly. And I think it was quite well-received by a lot of people as well that allowed people to not only enter but to ma- uh, minimise time taken off work, which we have to appreciate as well with it being midweek. Uh, but yeah, it's great. But yet again, people supporting the PBA qualifiers. You know, I said on a previous podcast, the one thing I asked from players this year was just support. Give us two years. You know, Give us two years of your support. Give us two years of your trust. Let's see what we can do. And we're actually, you know, Hopefully, leading the way forward now, uh, we can talk to something else as well. I th- just don't think sometimes people appreciate the amount of work that goes into uh, running an event. <laughs> people think it just happens sometimes.
0: Uh, that's, I agree with that as well, Jason. There is a there is a lot of people out there who do think these things are ju- um, just happen. And um, ultimately, you know, th- those out there who have run... Open single circuit competitions or, or whatever competitions that they're running. In the club I was saying earlier on, things will go wrong, but they won't go wrong in a major way. Ultimately, it is a competition of games of balls that basically just gets needs to get down to a winner, and there will just be things that I think you will certainly yourselves as an organisation will learn on through the competition. I've got no doubt you'll probably identify things that you'll turn around and say for next year this could work so much better, or for you know maybe we'll you know we've done something this year that just isn't working the way we'd like it to so it's it's a learning thing for everybody but um the way you've dealt with the feedback and made those changes so that i I can understand people's uh, a little bit of people's initial frustrations where they're saying i could potentially have to take a week off work because i don't know whether i'm going to get through round one round two round three if it was over a longer period so the fact that you've condensed it into you know, smaller pockets on single days where people can just say, "Right, I just need that day off from work. I can go back to work if I need to. If I qualify, it's a fantastic bonus. I go back on the Thursday and continue to crack on after that." So, you know, huge credit to yourselves. And um, I think another exciting part of it, and I'll let you expand on that as well, is obviously just the the, the change of how you're going to go about the each round as well. So once you've qualified, so you know, um, as you as you've qualified and you win your round, it isn't just a case of you just then slot into a, p- a position on a board. It changes round by round. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right, David. Um, we have done the initial draw for the first round, and and that needs to be published. Um, we will get that out onto uh, the platform somewhere, probably onto the PBA website. Uh, we're having a little issue with the WBT website at the moment, so we'll get that issued onto the PBA website. But then, as you say, uh, rather than have the draw predetermined all the way through, we're going to do a bit like the UK in darts where after each round... a ball will be picked out and that will be the draw for the next round so it's an open draw from the round two onwards, we're going to do it slightly different than the UK Open where they get two professionals up onto the stage to do it, we're going to ask the player themselves to pick their own ball out of the bag at the end of each game so we can then work out a schedule uh, for the following day Did you ever think about doing
1: that for the original draw? For
2: this one at the moment we've drawn the top 16 players on one side of the draw and then we we drew a player out against the top 16 Uh, it didn't matter what order the top 16 were there we just placed them down on the left hand side of the door Richie so that you know they were there so basically ball one came out drawn against Nick Brett who's current number one at the end of last year the ranking list will change after the world championships and after this event but we go off the ranking list at the end of last year so Nick Brett drew the first player out then we went to Stuart Anderson, down the top 16 in that order. So, to be honest, it didn't matter for the first round draw how they came out. We, a ball was drawn out against, uh, against the player. In future possibilities, we, th- there could be for other tournaments. If we get other tournaments, the opportunity to just have a, a different draw. That is something that's been muted. It's something that's been looked at, you know, and maybe not have the top sixteen on one side and and just reduce it down on on the numbers. But again, you've got to look at what sponsors, you know, will sponsors put money in if they don't think the top sixteen will will get through. Don't know of any other organisation where they they basically have seeds playing
1: against each other in the first round of the competition. Well, I think it's a good idea what you you're, you're trialling, isn't it? If, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like you said before, shy bands getting out. Question a That you mightn't want to answer. Prize money. Are, are you going to answer what the prize money is for the actual main event, or is that under wraps?
2: No, I, I wouldn't say it's under wraps. First prize for this tournament is two thousand pound. We haven't got a lot of sponsorship. Uh, it's been run on a very very small budget, and at the moment we, we we're going to use all the sponsorship money up in prize money for this event there's nothing going back into the wbt whatsoever uh, in fact there's probably money coming out of the pba and the wbt to to assist with this event for this time but we need to get another event out there so if we can get another event out there you know and and we get sponsors looking at this event and seeing how we're changing i'm not going to say this is a test event but it is a test event you know if this works and this format works What's to say that next year we can't go to another venue in Wales or a venue in Scotland and use multiple rinks and play the whole event over three days? That reduces, the, as, as Davy said earlier on, it reduces the, number, the amount of time that people need to take off work. It reduces the overall costs of... Of taking in venues for you know we're only looking at a venue for three days instead of looking at a venue for for twelve or fourteen days, which is what it is for the Scottish Open at Perth. Hopefully, it, this event goes really, really, really well. Sponsors look at it and think, "I like that," and they they start backing us.
0: Just touching back on what Richie was saying about the the top sixteen in the first round, there has got to be that benefit for the top sixteen because there's got to be that benefit for that top sixteen to. At least be placed there and not be drawn against each other and at least get a qualifier to then give not only the qualifiers the incentive to try and get there, but then the top 16 to keep driving the sport forward as well. So for me, I, I personally don't mind the fact that it's the top 16 drawn out in the first, but then I think it's a great opportunity then after that where you could potentially, if you get two people, knock a seed out they could play each other in the next round, which is great because then you're going to get a, a non-seed a non who could potentially get to the quarter of semi-finals. This event
2: came from the qualifiers that we run at Stanley for the World Championships because you guys came in and streamed those qualifiers, and I think Jason will back me up on this, that you had fantastic viewing and, and it just opened up a, a new avenue into, into the way that we can run events and the way that we can stream events rather than using maybe big media companies, using our Facebook page and our uh, our YouTube page, you know. And you guys did a great job for us in October when we were up there for the weekend for the qualifiers. And this tournament has bounced off the back of that. Just
1: looking at the... Um... The draw. I've picked out the group of death. Wednesdays. Uh, Mark Burnett in honour. Darren Weir. Paul Hartley. Claire Anderson. Pat Briscoe. James Ripley. Anthony Boode Young and uh, Sean Jones. Group of deaths, mate. That one. Who are they? Who are they again? Uh, who are they?
3: Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> you do have to them. point them out to us. <laughs>
1: but I, I do think, mind you, on a serious note, with it being away from Potters, the atmosphere might be a little bit different for the qualifiers. And I'm going to predict here and now, put my neck on the line, that a qualifier will win this event. There you wow. go. There you go. Wow. You won <laughs> it first here. Who
3: do you think he is?
0: <laughs> so who
1: congratulations, is? Jason Parkinson. Well, yeah.
0: It's either Mystic Meg or Septic Peg. It's one of the two. He'll be be—he'd be wrong. He always is.
1: Do you, do you not think it'll be be—it'll not be as intimidating for a qualifier to play up at Stanley than it would be to play in front of the, the stands at Potters? I
3: think I, I agree with you. I think the whole situation and the whole surroundings at Potters scares people. Uh, and I think sometimes that's why 90% of them don't get through the first round. They always seem to do better the second attempt. Go in when you already know what, what to expect have it work which is why this year when when people were arriving we were trying to make the whole experience of arriving a bit more less formal a bit more friendly a bit more open um and i think it worked quite well
2: I think-, I think it might be a little bit less intimidating as well because you're going to have four rinks in operation for virtually the whole tournament apart from the semi-finals and the final
0: yeah yeah and at that point though you're going to have embedded yourself in the competition aren't you so you, you know you're gonna you're gonna hear noise from the crowd regardless where you are on the green but you once you get encompassed in that by the time you get the semi-final fine. if you are a qualifier I don't think that's going to faze you but um, I think the key for me potentially you are going to be able to play some of the balls that a lot of bowlers out there like to play which is that constructive timing ball which Potter's portable rink sometimes doesn't allow you to play and I think that's going to be interesting and I don't know whether that was found at Blackpool when you used to when you had the international opening were actually on a ball and grain itself rather than the portable was the style of games a little bit different
2: I think the interesting thing about Blackpool David was they boarded down the sides you know Blackpool only had a three rig green uh, that it was played on they boarded down the sides um on rinks one and rinks three to put stands in and that actually changed the whole characteristics of the way that Rink 2 played. So because the, the green was stretched, as it were, with the, the, the boards going down, Rink 2 didn't play exactly the same during the event as what it did when the members were going and playing there. But the other big thing about this tournament, of course, is people are going to be using their own bowls.
1: Blue boards yeah. with blue stickers, Jess, and I'm led to believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, my goodness. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: camouflage balls. so you can't see them to take them out. That's what it is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've had many a laugh about that. You know, that that's something else you, you quickly listen to, you know. Um, my, my original thinking on that was obviously, you know, when, when we plan these events, yes, it's mainly for the bowlers, but you have to also just consider spectators and people viewing via a stream. Now, you know, we, we have an awful lot of people um, kindly give us some advice regarding colours and that for, you know, visually impaired players, um, which changes, you know, it changes from year to year. There's different technologies coming in, things like that. So the, the, the whole idea, I thought, well, we're dropping, you know, say well, you have to play with this colour if you're in this position. To you can play with absolutely anything you've got. Please try and refrain from playing with blue against the blue carpet. My, my, my madness in that, or my theory, if you wish, was <laughs> just to help those visually impaired uh, just identify the ball better. However, <laughs> like anything in bowls, um, it kicked up a Blue Bowls Matters campaign. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got an awful lot of feedback from that, you know. So we took it on board and, OK, we'll run with it. We may get the flip side of that when the event happens. But again, that's something I'll be keeping a very, very close eye on. We've tried it. It might come back to bite me. It might come back to be the actual right thing. We'll see and, and we'll, we'll change it. You know, if it's not quite right, we'll change it. Having qualified a few times myself, you sometimes say, well, if, if it's your first time or whether you, maybe you're going to qualify three or four times in your life, uh, for those players that have, some players that have an, an identity, let's call it, don't go like the darts, a bit of a nickname that we use sometimes or an identity, this will allow that, that player for this event to have their identity, if you wish. So a bit more of the snazzy shirt. Some of the, the team, hence like Drakes and Taylors, are having specialist shirts made, especially for this event, are exactly... The vision I had in my head. Oh, it'd be very interesting to see the difference in atmosphere for this event. You know, obviously for licensing, they're allowed to have drinks in the stand. That's fantastic, as long as we don't start throwing them. Um, uh-huh. We're, <laughs> we're going to try a, little, a bit of music um, to see, get rid of that sterile hospital environment. If you wish, see that just allows the player maybe just to to lift themselves. I think it came up. I'm not sure if you were there, David. I think one of the questions at Potter's was, "Do we think?" The players themselves can help lift this dead atmosphere. Um, yes, I believe they can. Some, some of them already do it, don't they, and do it quite well. I think Les Gilletts comes to mind straight away. Uh, but I think if you just somehow created that slightly better, uh, less, less sterile atmosphere, I think the players might feel a little bit um, kind of like more willing to do that. And I think the other big thing that I'd like to see this time, because we've got the multiple games going on, is the um, shot clock going There'll be no shot clock for this event. Uh, we had a chat this weekend in Belfast, actually, one of the top sixteen, and he actually asked Martin and I his opinion on the shot clock. Do we think it's had its day, kind of a thing? My own personal opinion is I think it has. It was in that, it, when it was when it was brought into the sport, some players were a lot slower you know, than they are now, and uh, I, I don't think at the moment the shot clock, whether we have it or not, would change anything at the moment. Apart from you won't see players dashing up and down <laughs> green. You know, trying to lob a ball within three seconds. That might help. I might be completely wrong. But having that relaxed atmosphere might think, well, I'll just have a quick five minutes flirt with the crowd here or a bit of banter with the crowd for five seconds or something because I'm not panicking on this clock ticking down. Who
1: knows? Who knows? If the shot clock's gone, are you still restricting the number of visits to the head? Because one of my pet hates is slow player. When, when you sort of like, you can, you can see players doing the feather stairs around their heads, you know, well, I'm going to play. The... And you know, with shut. they're going to play. That, to me, is the one turn-off for a spectator. If the game's not flowing, I think people are just bored and walk out. Normally,
2: it's players will only be allowed to visit their header after they've played their third ball, unless, you know, they approach the marker uh, as to whether they can go up and see. There will be a situation in place where players will have to ask, can they go up after their second bowl and be able to go up after their third bowl, uh, which is normal. Uh, But we don't expect the length of times to be any different. Um, As Jason's referred to the shot clock there, it was brought in. It was discussed with a number of outside stakeholders when it was brought in. If we decided to look at whether we keep it in the future for other events, we'd have to then
1: go back to all those stakeholders that wanted it as well. So it's... Free entry Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's £2 all day for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is
3: that correct? Yep, yep, yep. that's correct. So, you know, it's it's great for the local people. And I know these people, I was in Daventry a couple of weeks ago, and people were asking. What we're, what we're saying to people is, obviously, it's, it's only £2. You don't have to book tickets. You can just turn up and pay on the door. What we are aware of, though, obviously, if you're travelling long distance and you think, well, I don't want to risk it because I can't book a ticket. I don't want to risk going all that way get there to be turned away if you are traveling you know a fair distance if you'd like to ring the club uh stanley there and speak to lynn the manager and just say how many tickets you want they'll put tickets on the door for you so you would be guaranteed to get in whilst doing the traveling you know we're quite aware of that uh we've also provided i think it was 200 free tickets from the club to give out to some of the local key workers there especially the nhs staff uh, local care homes and things like that you know in that area should they want to just finally get out and actually start living a little bit if you wish now you can uh, and also it's just as a thank you as well to those key workers in the the nhs and also on the back of that let's face it you know it is also uh, a shameful plug because let's face it if people come in even if it's for the very very first time who knows if the club can also maybe gain something from that and you know gain some membership and think well fair enough isn't it you, you know it's we're very keen obviously t- to help clubs that, especially the indoor clubs that have been shut for a while yeah so yeah the pba qualifiers monday to wednesday with some top class bowls that's on from 8 45 few finals just after lunch for some groups and then there's another lot of sessions where you have another couple of finals starting round about half past eight nine o'clock depends on how how we keep to time uh whilst we're on as well once again a massive thanks to to you both uh, I know you've agreed to stream it again for us, you know, so a huge, huge thank you for that. Like Martin said, this has come off the back of what you've done for us. So, yeah, a huge thank you for that. Uh, and then, obviously, we're going to snap over uh, to the main event. As we get nearer the time, it's hard to publish what's going to be on the show rink at the moment because, obviously, we're waiting for certain um, group winners. So, once we know nearer the time for the PBAs, we'll obviously announce what who, who you guys will be showing. Um, You know, we'll get your dodgy music on there. I'll fill you up with coffee and some oval team for Richie. (laughs) Sat in (laughs) the chair for 14 hours. But yeah, no, a massive thanks. There's a lot of, you know, there's probably seven or eight games for people to see Monday to Wednesday. And then four games Thursday, four games Friday, three games on the Sunday, and the local people two pounds to see some of the best players in the world. Yeah, I mean you, you can't moan at that, can you?
1: Well, I mean just just asking the folk, the people from the North East, just to support the event because, like you said, Jason, and it's it's very rare that they 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 do now get a chance to see the top players because obviously with the home international series that used to take place at Stanley not not being taken there for a few years. This is, this is the opportunity to see the people that like you watch on the telly and also possibly some local lads taking on the big boys.
3: Well, yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's um, and it's quite central in the country where they live, you know, on the south coast, where they live very, very high up in Scotland. You know, geographically, it's uh, it's quite central. And there was a Stuart people...
1: Inquiry where you put that red dot, like, <laughs> on the map. I, just,
3: <laughs> I purposely put that, you know, for the... the the, the, that town, I can't remember the name of the town now, but that is supposed to be the most centrally located town, north to south, because <laughs> I've got to so say there's east and west, but north to south, a um, central place in the country. And as you can see, Stanley wasn't far from that point at all. And, you know, for Stanley Indoor Bowls Club, it is not far from Durham, because, again, I got, um, I got a few comments because I didn't type the address, the postcode, the phone number and the menu. And it's strange. You can just type in Stanley Indoor Bowls Club and it will give you all the information you need i didn't get quite a battering for that because i didn't put the postcode on but by the time someone had typed the complaint but they could have just typed it to google maps and found oh. where it was. Um, but yeah it's fantastic you know and um, just like to thank everybody again just for for showing support in this event any questions you know martin and i and the rest of the board members were scattered all around the uk you know there's well we're in all four countries let's say so um uh, just tap up one of the world Bowls tour directors and you want to get involved always looking for new things uh if there's a business out there and you want to get involved let's chat you know we have some new corporate packages and things like that we're very very keen to try new things we can always have a chat and take things from there i just want the players to get behind this and the supporters to get behind this it's very easy to type in the negative i think isn't it but uh just get in touch with us really rather than just put some off the cuff remark on facebook which doesn't really achieve anything um, just get in touch with us and let's, let's have a chat
1: but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, hope, I hope it all goes well for you and uh, I, I, I can only pat you all on the back for the work that you're doing to promote the sport I think it's great And if you can't get to Stanley in person, you can follow all the live action. The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be live streamed to the Wrong Buys Podcast Facebook page and YouTube channel. Then the Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be streamed to the WBT Facebook page and YouTube channel.
0: Thank you for listening and hope you've enjoyed the show. This has been a dodgy production.